I'm Neil Wilkins, and welcome to The Mindful Living Show. Welcome to our webinar on the power of LinkedIn 2020. Um, we are expecting about 15 people to attend, and we only have nine at the moment, but I'm going to start the introduction now and make a start, and hopefully the other people can catch up with us once they join in. Um, you can see myself, Tracy. Um, and I have my colleague here with me, Neil, well not here with me, a long way away, Neil. Hi Neil. And uh, what we're going to do for the next 45 minutes is take you through um, some hints and tips of the power of LinkedIn 2020. LinkedIn is a tool that um, is becoming more and more popular for business to business and also for people who want to maybe job search or for people who are going to use it to search for candidates for jobs. It's becoming much, much, much more widely used internationally. And I think probably in the last six to eight weeks, even more so when people are at home and have a little bit more time to have a look on it. So we thought we would um, give you some brief hints and tips. It's a massive tool and a massive subject. So please don't think in 45 minutes you're going to know everything that you need to know about LinkedIn, you won't. Um, normally when we run these courses, we spend a whole day talking about LinkedIn and even then there's still a hundred questions still left at the end of that day. But we hope that we can give you some really practical hints and tips to start you on um, improving what you do and how you use LinkedIn. So just a little bit of housekeeping before I pass over to Neil. Um, if you have a look at the bottom of your screen, you'll see two options. You'll see a question and answers button and you'll also see a chat button. Everybody is muted throughout this um, just for ease so we don't hear any background noise. You'll only be able to hear myself and Neil. Um, but at some point during this presentation, we may ask you um, a question or for your opinion. And if that's the case, you go to your chat box and you can fill in your chat box. But throughout this presentation, I'm sure you will start to have quite a few questions you want to ask us. And there is going to be a session at the end of this. So we'll stay on as long as you need us and answer your questions. Um, but to that effect, there's a question and answer button at the bottom of this as well. So if a question pops into your head, as we're talking, I would urge you to pop it into the question and answer box because you'll probably forget it by the end of the webinar. And um, then at the question and answer box, I will go into that box and I will answer any questions that have been popped in there along with Neil. And you'll still have some time to ask some more at that point. So I hope that makes sense. It's an interactive session, so there will be polls. Um, but because we're talking about LinkedIn, we're going to keep going live to LinkedIn and working our way through LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah, so you'll have lots of opportunities to have a look at my profile live. And I'll take you in that. And as we're talking about things, I'll point things out to you. So without further ado, I'm going to pass over to Neil. And Neil will start the webinar, which, by the way, is being recorded and you will get a copy of at the end. Thank you. So good morning, everybody. Um, I've just noticed on the uh, the chat uh, feedback here that uh, there's a little distortion coming through on um, some of the audio. So apologies for that. Uh, I guess the world is on Wi-Fi right now. So um, that's one of the really interesting things that um, we're finding um, is obviously the power of LinkedIn in 2020 is very much driven around the fact that there are many, many, many more people now looking at it. And um, as we'll see as we go through some of the examples and some of the tips that we have to share with you, there is almost a new best practice for LinkedIn. And so uh, it's a very exciting opportunity to be 
kind of really exploring how you can get the best out of LinkedIn, both for you personally and also for you as a business representative. And um, those will be two things that we'll be covering as we go through this session. Um, before we begin, though, we're very, very interested to know how often you are using LinkedIn right now. Um, we'll explore some of the things that um, you possibly will be using LinkedIn for in just a moment. But um, just on the screen now, you'll see uh, a little poll that has, uh, has popped up. And um, we're just going to be sharing the uh, general view of everybody um, and how often uh, we think that people are using LinkedIn right now. Um, and it's been very interesting. A lot of the research Research, um, is showing that uh, LinkedIn usage and the way that LinkedIn um, is being used, certainly since the, um, the, the global lockdown due to the, uh, the pandemic situation that we're all in, um, has really, really accelerated the amount of people, but also the style of content that's actually going through LinkedIn right now. So what we're seeing um, is a really sort of significant shift in how people are using LinkedIn um, and also, you know, what they're actually using it for. So thank you very much for uh, sort of voting on that one. So here's the uh, interesting results. Hopefully you can see those. Um, significant um, increase. I would say probably if we'd asked this question maybe two months ago, it would have been maybe a few times a month, maybe once a week. But now we're seeing significant um, increase in the number of people who are actually using this on a daily basis. So um, on this little poll that we Neil, just, just uh, conducted sorry there. To interrupt you, Neil, we can't see the poll. So on the, ah, there we are. Um, Thank poll, you very hopefully much. you can see on screen now, a um, little bit of a time lag here in the system, um, that 30% of people are saying um, that they are using it uh, now a few times a week um, and 50%, so half of the people surveyed, uh, a small sample of course, um, just all the people um, who are with us today on this particular session, but are saying they're using it once a day. So there are a lot of people using it. There's an opportunity for you, as we're going to explain as we go through this session, but remember, of course, if 50%, again, small sample, so we shouldn't draw too many conclusions, but if 50% you know, of people are now in business using this once a day, it means that your customers, the people that you are looking to network with and to develop partnerships and relationships with, at least half of those are using it at least a few times a week, if not once a day. So a huge opportunity here for doing things maybe differently and um, reviewing actually how you use this as a service uh, to you in terms of the way that you communicate. So we're going to be going through a number of different um, elements of, of LinkedIn in this session. The first thing that we're going to do is we're going to focus on your personal profile because this, for most people, is very much the starting point for how they can get the best interaction um, and the best uh, platform from which to develop really, really effective LinkedIn activity. Um, as we go through this session, as Tracy said, we're going to be sort of dipping in and out of uh, the slides and actually going live into, uh, into LinkedIn. Um, and when we go through the personal profile, and we'll look at Tracy's um, as a really good example of how you can set up and, and manage your LinkedIn profile, we're going to be looking for two or three key things, because these will be the two or three key things that I'm going to recommend that if you haven't already, you go away and focus on straight after this session so you can start to see the benefit immediately here today. So we're going to pop over now to uh, Tracy's LinkedIn profile and we're going to have a little look um, at how you sort of get the best effect and we're going to focus on three specific elements as we go through this. 
Um, certainly when you look at your LinkedIn profile, I think traditionally a lot of people have thought of this as being something based around having their CV online. But as we're going to see from Tracy now, it's very, very much more than that. Over to you, Tracy. I'm not sure we can hear you, Tracy, actually. I think you're on mute. Can you hear me now? Is that okay? Can you hear me now, everybody? Good. Good. Right, That's thank okay. you. So the first thing we want to go through with looking at our LinkedIn profile is the top of this is our pictures. You will be surprised if not horrified, how many people do not have professional pictures on their LinkedIn profile. Now think about this, you're probably using LinkedIn to either do business with other people or maybe as a platform for you to search for a new job. And it doesn't really matter which one of those two things you're using it for, a professional picture is really important. And by that, I mean, it's not really great if we have a selfie, um, if we're out in a bar at night, if we're stood in front of a Lamborghini, if we're stood on top of a mountain top pointing at the sun, that's not really LinkedIn, that's more Facebook. So the first thing to do is make sure this picture is clear and is a good headshot. Think about a CV. If you were going to put a good picture on a CV, which picture would you put on? And that's the picture that you're going to put there. The background picture can be anything. It can be a picture of you in action, which is which is what I've done. Uh, you'll notice I've also put a link to our website on here. Um, it could be if you're a yoga teacher, a picture of some people doing yoga. Um, it could be if you're a logistics company, a picture of your lorries lined up. It could just be your logo. So that's the first thing we're going to look at. The second thing we're going to look at is here, if you can see this topic where it says, edit your public and profile URL. That was something Neil had on his list of things that we're going to get you to do as a takeaway at the end of this. I'm going to click on here now for a minute. Hopefully it will come up. Is it working? Yeah, we go, just a little bit slow. Hopefully it's going to come up in a moment. Maybe not. Maybe it doesn't like that. Okay, I'm going to go back to this and just talk about that. Okay, if you click on this button, which says edit your public and profile URL, LinkedIn will have given you a URL. So it will say linkedin.com. Oh, it's coming up now. Here we go. Is this going to work? No, I think we've got too many people on the internet around here. So I'm just going to, oh, here we go. Edit your, here you see. So you say, mine says linkedin.com, Tracy Bedwell. Okay. Yours, if you've not changed that, will not say your name. It will have a whole bunch of numbers on it. So the first thing we want you to do after this is go into that edit your public profile URL and change it to your name or whatever it is, if someone is searching on the internet that you want them to find. So obviously, if someone's searching for me, I want them to find this LinkedIn profile and that's why I put my name. 
So if that's something that you haven't done, please make sure that you do that. Okay, we're going to, you can also add a profile in another language if you would like to. It's not really appropriate for me, but it could be something that you would like to do. If we move down on here, you can have a look at this section here. And this section quite often will have managing director, um, head of learning and development, uh, salesperson. Okay, I would suggest that you change that to what it is that you do rather than what it is your job title is. The reason, again, is if someone is searching online for sales training or leadership training or Six Sigma training, consultancy or coaching, the search engines are going to find that on my profile. They're not going to find that if I've got managing director on that. So that's something that you might want to consider changing. Providing professional services. Again, if you've not filled that in, make note of again the services that you are offering or the main points that you want to highlight there again search engine friendly now this is something that you'll probably want to change after having a look at this a lot of people just put a few things like i do this i do that i do this if you have a look at mine i've written a little bit more what we would call a story okay so it's a little bit more engaging with people rather than just a few lines and at the bottom of it, I've put some contact details in there. I've put our web addresses. And again, looking at this search engine optimization, I've put the keywords in there that I want people to find. So have a look at your about me section. Think of it if somebody else was reading that, what do they want to read? Okay, and then think at the bottom, if they want to contact you, or if you want Google to find certain search terms and bring up your profile, Think about that. The featured section here, Neil, do you want me to pass over to you and you can talk a little bit about this featured section? Yes, yeah, so the features section, this is a relatively new feature from um, LinkedIn, and it's a really, really interesting one. What it allows you to do is to showcase something that you are looking to really highlight to your customers and your connections right now. So this is something a little bit different. So rather than um, what Tracy's just described as being kind of almost like the whole um, sort of entity that you are um, and in your profile, this allows you to feature some specific content. So so it might be a particular campaign that you're running as a business. It could be that you're looking to showcase your new book. It might be that you've got a particular video um, that you've just launched as a business and you want to really highlight it to everyone. So it is a very, very simple process of literally just adding in the link to the featured item that you have and it allows you to really be sort of showcasing something now you can add multiple features in at this stage so you could say well it's almost like a, a mini website and you could do that but what i'd recommend is that there is a really really key emphasis here on the word featured this is a particular thing you'd like to feature so i would always recommend having one item at a time because this would be the one takeaway that having visited your personal page this is the one thing you want people to really remember from you so it's a really really useful feature um, so again think about what it is that you'd like to promote right here right today and then add that in as a featured piece of content and if i can just jump in there mine has changed quite a lot this week so last uh, in fact last week it had our poster on advertising this then it had a video on and then i changed this yesterday to a powerpoint presentation so i'm not going to click on that now but if you clicked on that 
later that will be a PowerPoint presentation at the moment. I'll probably leave that on for a day or two and then change it to something different. This dashboard is something that only you can see. So you can see this at the moment because I'm actually online live with my profile. If you were looking at my profile, you wouldn't be able to see this. So Neil, did you want to explain about the all-star part of this? Yeah, so All Star is something that LinkedIn created many, many years ago as a, a little benchmark that um, you need to be aiming for with your profile. Um, what they mean by All Star is that um, it's a certain level of completion and activity within your personal account. So if you're starting out in LinkedIn and you've just got a few little um, features in there, maybe a couple of um, explanations of job descriptions and your title, you won't be at All Star ranking. Um, All Star doesn't necessarily mean that you're com um, completely finished with LinkedIn and everything is, um, you know, sort of done and dusted. What you're looking to do is to get it to All Star ranking, and you will get there much quicker if you do the things that we're talking about here um, and it's about really sort of aiming for that and then thinking okay that is our ground zero that is now where we can actually then start to use our personal profile from this point on as an all-star ranked LinkedIn profile by actually adding content and we'll come on to the types of content that you can use in a little while uh, but certainly aiming for that all-star ranking is when LinkedIn say okay this is a top quality personal profile Thanks, Neil, for that. Um, uh, if we move down on here, you can just see the activity box there, and then we go on to experience. And make sure your experience section is very well completed. And um, whether you're trying to use this for business to business, or whether you're trying to use it personally in the hope that you might get a job in the future, or if you're using, think about it. If someone is going to be recruiting you, they're going to be looking at this profile and everything worked well talking about today is vital for people who are also using this for recruitment purposes because the more um, robust and the better their LinkedIn profile is the better chance of you've got of finding out some more about them and if your profile is very scantily filled in and not very professional looking somebody who's looking at this via LinkedIn recruitment is, is pretty much going to pass you by very quickly it's the same for business as well and um, if if you're connecting to someone and hoping to do business they're going to scour through your profile and have a good old read of it so just make sure that it's fully completed so you can see on here i've got some information about what it is we do um, and i've also uploaded our complete brochures here you can put multimedia on this um, it's the same for our middle east website um, and again i've uploaded the different brochures for there and then i've got my um previous role um, I've only gone back really to 1996, although I hate to say I started working in 1985, which is showing you how old I am, but I literally haven't gone back that far on here. Um, some people do, some people have the whole history on here. I've just gone for the, uh, uh, the, the fact that I've been running two companies for the last 20 years and before that I was at Barclays Bank. I've got my education. On here. Can I just chip in there, Tracy? Can I just, can I just add please. something? Um, just really yeah. with the um, the storytelling, I think one of the key things on your personal profile is to, to take a few steps back before just putting your whole CV um, onto your profile. And I think as Tracy's done here, she's very, very clear that she's only including 
particular roles that serve the story she's telling today. So obviously, if you have credentials, you have experience, you have education, you have particular roles that you performed in the past that serve the story you're telling today, those are the things you'd want to include. But if there are other types of jobs and other types of roles that you've had that you think, well, that was almost a previous life that doesn't really serve what I'm trying to convey today, then I'd say don't include them. So keep it really, really relevant and really focused on that core message that you have. Thanks, Neil. Um, so if I scroll down further, you'll see I've got my education on there. Again, I haven't put my whole education on there. I put my university degree, I've put my CAIPD degree. I could probably put a few more on there, actually, if I thought about it. But I've not put high school on there or um, college and things like that. I put my volunteer experience on there, and I think that's quite important. I think people like to see if you're volunteering and giving back. Again, I could probably add a few more on there. Now I'm looking at this, but I certainly think from a business perspective and from a recruitment point of view, if you are um, a member of a charity or if you do volunteer for anything or if you have any um, unpaid roles um, doing something else, like I'm a governor of oil, school I'm also vice chair of something within the local school I think that's really important to put that on there um, in fact this is a section I could probably improve a little bit on which I will do after this webinar <laughs> um, and then we've got the skills and the endorsement it used to be massive ages ago everybody used to be endorsing you for skills I don't know what Neil's viewpoint on that is it doesn't seem to be as popular the skills and the endorsement one now it used to be a box that popped up all the time that you could click on I don't really see that much anymore now mm. but this is important these recommendations very important um, ask everybody for recommendations please um, and give recommendations too um, I ask a lot of people don't always get them um, but keep asking just keep asking for recommendations somebody said to me the other day do I have to wait until I've done a good job for someone before I ask for a recommendation no ask Ask anybody you want to to give you a recommendation. I mean, what is the worst that could happen? They won't give you one. But, you know, keep asking. And that's something, again, that is actually on my list of things to do next week, to send out more requests for recommendations. And, um, you know, the more recommendations you have on there, the better. It really helps people look at you from a business point of view and also from a professional point of view. Put a few languages down there that I can speak. And then these are the groups that I am a member of and there's quite a few more on there. Um, so that is your full profile and you should be working your way through that profile, making sure that every section is as complete as possible. Um, the ones that Neil highlighted earlier, if I'm gonna scroll myself back up again here, is make sure you change your URL. Make sure you try and fill in every section so that we can get to the all star here, okay? And what was the other thing you said, Neil? Oh, this featured it's section featured here. Yeah, section. make really, sure really you're making. Right yeah, make, make sure you're making use of the featured section. Put PowerPoint presentations in there. Put PDF files in there. Put free material in there. Put videos in there, and change it frequently. Change it frequently. And another thing, what I just want to add onto that list of things is change your pictures if they're not right, please. Let's let's get some good pictures on there. So that's all we want. To to say about your personal profile for today. Um, I'll pass back over to Neil now. 
Okay, thanks, Tracy. Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting opportunity focusing on these three um, elements, and and it is very much about as I, as I mentioned before, taking that step back and just thinking, what is the story I'm trying to tell? So don't just load your personal profile with just everything and anything that you could. Think really, really clearly, what is the key story that I'm trying to tell? And also think about who am I trying to engage with? If you're in a customer-facing role, clearly it's going to be customers. If you're looking to develop some sort of thought leadership, so you're looking to be identified with a particular topic, and we'll come on to that in a little while, then this is a hugely, hugely powerful platform to enable you to create that profile. So it's very much about thinking, what is my story? What kind of things am I trying to tell? And then these three particular uh, features, if you like, of, of LinkedIn will allow you to uh, begin that, that begin that journey. Similar thing happens as well with the business profile and we'll have a little look at um, Tracy's business profile for Sales Training International in just a second. The key thing with the business profile is to remember that this is your combined business profile which could be inputted by everybody who uh, works in your organisation who has a LinkedIn profile. So this is a more collaborative thing. You'll always begin with your own personal profile, that's your starting point, but for a lot of people they're now seeing the benefit of using a business profile where certain individuals in the organization come together and share content that's relevant from the business perspective. So we're now going to have a look at uh, the Sales Training International um, business page which will give you a little bit of a flavor um, of a journey um, on, uh, on LinkedIn. Now for most organizations it really is a journey and this is a really important thing but probably apart from the actual LinkedIn business page itself there's probably no perfect uh, business page actually within LinkedIn so it's really important to think of all business pages as being on a bit of a journey and it's very much an evolutionary thing. Once you get started by following all the good practice that we've just talked about for your personal profile and replicate that in your business profile, what you start to do is you start to see there are a lot of similarities in terms of the good practice about being found. So there is a real sort of consistency here about thinking what is our core key message that we're trying to tell. And you can see this, um, I'll hand over to Tracy in just a second, but you can see this in terms of the strap line that comes under the name. That's a really important starting point. So it tells a consistent message that aligns with the consistent message that you're sharing as individuals. Over to you, Tracy. Okay, thanks very much, Neil. Um, my business page was awful. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Neil will probably have a little laugh. It was really awful. Up until a week ago, it had been sat there for about five years, and it was just not doing anything. So in this last week, I have been making great efforts to improve it great efforts. As Neil said, the best business page to have a look at is probably the LinkedIn business page. Let me see if I can take you to the LinkedIn business page right now. My computer is a little bit slow here, so I don't want, here we go, LinkedIn. Let's see if I can get us to the LinkedIn business page. Here we go, LinkedIn company. Um, the LinkedIn business page, as you would expect, is probably the most um, <laughs> full and well-run LinkedIn business page and you would expect it to be because it's LinkedIn and if you have a look at the LinkedIn business page we're looking at this obviously as a guest not in an admin viewpoint but they've got the good picture at the top there look how many followers they've got goodness me they have a million followers um, and it is really well populated um, 
they put lots of posts on there. They're a really good mix of posts. Um, generally, they are videos, um, but they're not all videos. Sometimes they ask a question. Um, sometimes they give you a link to something else. Um, sometimes they advertise things on there, but it's a very, very well populated business page. Um, and if you want to have a look, as I said, at a great business page, that is the one that you probably want to have a good look at and say, how are they doing it and model yourself on those. Um, but we'll have a look at mine because I only started this last week. So as you can see, I've got my background picture on there. I've got uh, our logo on there. Um, it's linked to our website and make sure that it is linked to the correct website. And you'll start to see me posting daily now. I haven't done today yet. Um, but yesterday I posted a free content on there, a free brochure. The day before we had a video on there, which was Neil talking about this webinar. The day before I had another video on there about managing your to-do list. Then I just posted a comment another free resource there the day before. So you'll start to see I'm mixing it up a little bit. I am mixing it up a little bit. Um, you've got to invite people to follow your page. And here's the thing, you get 100 credits a month. So you can start by inviting 25 people a day for the first four days. But after that, it stops. And only when those 25 people accept your invite, does it allow and release other invites? Okay, so choose those 25 people carefully. Choose the people who you think are going to say yes. Because whilst those invites are not taken up, um, at that point, you can't make any more invites until the next month. You get 100 credits a month. Um, and you can have a look, if you go onto your business page at the analytics, analytics I can't say that word and it tells you things like how many visitors you've had on your page and you can see here on the and um, you can go onto there as well and it will tell you um, whether those visitors are using a, a desktop which is the blue line or a mobile which is the orange line and um, it gives you some information on there on how many updates you've put on there on what they are on what type of impressions or engagement you had on what the click through was. So that's quite an interesting page to have a look at. And um, it can tell you a little bit about your followers too. It doesn't give you their individual names, but it will give you the sort of demographics as to where they are. Um, and you can also do the demographics, I think by job roles as well. And it compares you to some other companies as well. So there's some quite, um, useful information on there. Um, you need to just work your way through that page and make sure, just like your personal page, every section is filled in. If you look on the admin tools as well on here, um, do you know we talked about on the personal page, uh, edit the public URL? You need to edit the public URL on your business page too. So I changed mine to say Sales Training International. So that's another thing that you need to do on there. You can create events, you can create a showcase page, you can post a job, and you can invite the connections from that admin tools as well. The thing with the business page is, um, the only way that you get any traction on it is by 
fill in it completely. So make sure every section is completed properly and then posting content daily, unique content daily. And I believe Neil, you have a few hints and tips that you'd like to share on that as well. I, I do, and it is all about balance. I think one of the things um, that we'll talk about in just a little while, um, which is really important, is um, striking a balance. There's there's often a, um, a feeling, I think, when people think, oh, this is a great opportunity for marketing and promotion, that they start to think very, very quickly about um, how quickly I can, um, you know, sort of increase, you know, the, the throughput of, of the... Um, the kind of promotional and sort of salesy type messages that they uh, they put out there. I think for me, one of the really important things is all about balance. And I just wanted to share this uh, this little um, graph um, which shows an organisation, and um, I'll explain kind of how they did this in in a short while. Um, but this just shows the two of the key points that um, Tracy's uh, raised there. This is um, one of my clients. Um, who has since the um, COVID crisis began taken a really conscious step to change the way they use their business page. What they've done from the end of February, and we can see the graph here, it's just so visual, I haven't touched any of these, these uh, numbers, it's just as it is. What they've done is two things, and these will be the two big things for your business page, I would say, your main takeaways. One is that they've started now sharing content on a daily basis. So when Tracy says daily, she really does mean daily. Um, and you can see the effect this has had on the number of impressions, and that will lead to all sorts of engagement, all sorts of inquiries, all sorts of conversations. And the other thing that they've done as well as part of this thing is that they've balanced it with video. So they've done daily content and they've used video interspersing because you can say, well, I can't produce video every day and I guess most organizations can't but wherever they can they put a little video clip in either of things that are going on in the business maybe they've got a promotional video that they can put out there maybe they turn the camera on their smartphone around and actually interview somebody who's part of the team about what they're doing on that particular day all of these little things contribute so much to the amount of engagement you get so exactly what Tracy said in terms of creating a, um, a business page that has you know, a lot of really exciting sort of stuff and content on there. But it's about really committing to the time and energy on a daily basis, embedding content wherever you can. And think of it as something that is your kind of collective activity. So using the colleagues that you have or your business partners to share the load, because if you rely on one person, and particularly if you have one person who's looking after the business page and you expect them to be able to produce all this content, it's probably a step too far. So think about how a number of you can share the load. And it's a really, really good opportunity to get the message across on a consistent basis. And hopefully then you'll see the, the graph when you look at your analytics doing the same kind of thing. So these would be the three key things that we would say um, would be the most important things to be um, sort of focusing on right now. We're going to talk a little bit um, in just in a moment about um, the kind of um, things that you can do with um, the content that you're going to put into your personal profile and also into your business page. 
but we're interested also to kind of find out what kinds of things that you do um, within LinkedIn right now. So I've just put a, a little poll on the uh, on the page now asking the question, what do you currently use LinkedIn for? I mean, we've explored a few um, little opportunities here for the kinds of things that you could use. So we're very interested to know what the general kind of feeling is about how it's being used at the moment. Not necessarily some of the things you're going to do in the future, but how are you using it right now? And if you use it for multiple things, you can tick the boxes to um, um, any of these things uh, on your choices here that apply. So we've got uh, quite a good number of uh, responses here. So we're going to share the uh, results there. And we can see that the most significant use, again, on the sample of uh, people who have voted today, is that keeping up with the news, 60% um, of you are using it to keep up with the news. Now, that's a really interesting thing when it comes to content. Because if you just take a step back again and think, well, if people are in LinkedIn trying to keep up with news, what could I publish? What could I post on our business page and on my personal profile that would potentially align with the news and the content that's happening in my sector? or the news that the current customers I have or the people I want to engage with are reading. If I'm publishing news that's current and relevant um, and makes me look part of that conversation, the chances are with all the big data and the algorithms that LinkedIn use, that your content is also gonna be seen along with that news. So it's a great opportunity to think about how can I line myself with that kind of content. And Neil, if I, can jump in, if I can just jump in there and say, yes. a lot of people are using it for news, which surprised me because I thought they'd probably be using it for lead generation or job searching. But LinkedIn will have um, the hashtags as to what is trending on there. So that, they, that will be the news that is trending. It's just like any other social media. They'll tell you what is trending that day. So it might be worth having a look at what's trending that day before you decide what news and updates to publish and then you can use those same hashtags as well just a little tip there and I think that's, that's totally relevant and kind of leads on really nicely to the second most popular use of um, everyone on this webinar, which is for market research. And again, that's a really interesting one, not just for you doing the research, but for you being found by others researching people like you or businesses like yours. So again, this is just another great little piece of evidence here that, you know, you voted on um, how you're using LinkedIn right now. So if your profile, your personal profile is using all of those key phrases, all of those very searchable uh, topics and, and descriptions about you and your business, if you empower both your personal profile and your business profile with those topics, when others, and again, we're seeing 40% of people here using it for market research, when others are using it for research, they're going to find you as well. So there's a whole host of reasons why it would be a really good idea to be doing this stuff right here, right now. So it's really important to be focusing on this. So how are you now going to be sort of using that um, new personal profile and new business profile? Well, one of the things that we um, sort of really wanted to focus you on is actually attracting the right kinds of connections. Now, whether you're new to LinkedIn or whether you have many thousands of LinkedIn connections right now, it's all about deciding your connection strategy. Now, you've got kind of a number of options here to um, be very engaged within LinkedIn. You can say, OK, I'm going to connect with anybody who uh, invites me to connect. I'm just going to say yes to everybody. And if you're looking to, you know, promote your new book or your new podcast or share far and wide, then that could be a good option. 
it does come with consequences, which Tracy's going to tell you about in just a second. The other option is that you only connect with people who you would be happy recommending. This was the original premise of LinkedIn when it first launched a few decades ago. Um, they said, actually, LinkedIn is all about linking with people you would recommend. So we have a spectrum here from people that you'd only recommend all the way through to absolutely everybody. And it's a choice. It comes with consequences. Do you want to just explain those consequences, Tracy? Because they could have a fundamental impact if people say, yes, I'll connect with everyone. Yes, with pleasure. Um, so you see lots of posts on there at the moment. Can, can, can you hear me, actually? Because it's saying my speaker is not working very well. I just want to yes, check the email. Okay, perfect. So there's lots of posts on there I've seen recently that says, do you want more connections? Click like and comment below and then you'll get hundreds and hundreds of more connections and as Neil said that's fine if you're selling I don't know a public course or a new book or a podcast or you know if you're selling something to the masses that's perhaps what you want but the problem with that is you're going to get spammed and you're going to get spammed heavily if you've got 5,000 connections on there you're going to in theory possibly have 5,000 people um, spamming you all the time, coming into your inbox, trying to sell you things. So you've got to, I think, be careful really with that strategy, unless you want to mass sell to a mass market and you're willing to put up with the spamming because the, the benefits outweigh the issues that comes with that. Then as Neil said, you've got the small part where you only connect to the people who you know personally and you would personally recommend. Um, that's how I started off but I fast found that it really wasn't working for me and um, so I go somewhere in the middle now I connect to people who I know um, and who I've done business with and who, who I would happily recommend I also um, connect to people who are in a similar um, job role or industry as me that I think might be that we might be useful for each other so for example if I am going over to the Middle East and I am going to be wanting to meet people who are in the roles of head of learning and development um, I would happily then connect to heads of learning and development in the Middle East but I might not necessarily attract to heads of learning uh, sorry connect to heads of learning and development if they only look after technical learning and development because I don't deliver any technical training. So um, I, I do look at people's profiles carefully and make an informed decision before I connect to them. However, I will connect to people who I haven't met and I couldn't recommend if I think there is some benefit in doing so. So it's really worth taking the time. I think what really what Tracy is sort of highlighting here is that, you know, you don't have to be subservient to every connection request that comes through here. You can use the search facility, um, which is in the top left hand corner of the page when you log in um, to kind of vet the people who are asking you for those connection requests. Um, so it is worth investing time here because you do want and whilst you might want quantity, you do want the quality along with it. So it's kind of it's a little bit of a balance. But again, it's like all these things. 
think about actually what the goal is and the objective is before you just jump in and just say yes to everything. It's really important to do that. You might also want to consider using the premium version. And there are a number of different premium versions of LinkedIn, which apply to the kind of role that you're in. It has a whole sort of recruitment package. So if you're in HR and uh, responsible for recruitment, um, there's a version of LinkedIn that um, focuses on that. For me, one of the big um, benefits of using premium if you choose to have the free trial, and often there will be a free trial um, available for you, is to use it to send what we call in-mail. And in-mail is um, the internal email system within LinkedIn. Um, and it is the way that a lot of people obviously will be connecting with you. And um, if you might describe it as sort of spammy email that, or in-mail that um, Tracy just described, um, that is what they're generally using. So there is an opportunity for you to be proactive and send um, in-mail uh, within LinkedIn. LinkedIn, but I think it is worth just constantly remembering this thing about quality rather than just quantity. Be very discerning in the connections that you have, and I think that's really quite important. If I can just mention one more thing about the premium, just, just quickly. It's okay, Neil, you, you, you um, don't need to go back. Um, okay. Um, with the premium, as Neil said, you often get a month free. So I would recommend everybody try that month free and see what they say. It allows you to what they call power search. You can search for as many searches as you want before it knocks you out. And you can also send those emails. But you don't have to have um, premium all the time. So when you sign up for that month free, you'll have to sign up. But then you can cancel it before that month ends. And then quite often um, you can nip back in at a later stage so you can use it for a month cancel it and then not not really need it for three or four months and you can go back in and use it for another month so you don't need to pay for premium every month if you don't need it every month and I think that leads kind of almost seamlessly in, into the next point that we wanted to make because we've already talked a number of times and I think, you know, you're, you're understanding that we're really encouraging you to, to feel like LinkedIn is part of your kind of everyday suite of tools. You would be using email. You're probably looking at your Facebook page. What we'd really encourage is that LinkedIn becomes part of that kind of day-to-day -day activity. The, one of the big reasons right now why that's so important is that LinkedIn is looking for context. So they're not just looking for your promotion emotional content. They're not just looking for your next big story or featured item. They're looking to align your content that you're publishing with a context that's meaningful for the people reading it. One of the big things that we've seen um, in recent research and reports is that if you can add some kind of geographic locality, in other words, physical names of countries, regions, or cities to the content that you're publishing, because you're looking to target certain individuals in certain locations, your visibility can go up at least 20 times for the piece of content that you're publishing. So it's really important to think before you publish, particularly if it's a promotional kind of um, post or video um, or, or piece of content, don't just think, oh, it's all about me pushing it out there. Think, actually, who is my recipient? Who's the audience? Where are they? And could I include um, something that actually in the content there actually just defines them or talks to them in that locality? So if I was looking to post um, an article or a video that I was hoping was going to get picked up by people in Dubai, for example, I might say, good morning, Dubai. Here's a really interesting article that focuses on subject, whatever. And that will give me, because of the LinkedIn algorithms, a significant more visibility in that location. Now, of course, the other thing to remember with this context is that if you're not doing this, 
your competitors probably now are because they've probably figured out that this is a really hugely powerful marketing tool. So it's almost like now we don't really have quite the choice that we had before as to whether, in, whether or not to engage here. If we're serious about this, we really want to be able to, to do this in a, um, a sort of a consistent and constant way. So that brings us on to the, the topic of this kind of storytelling. Um, Tracy mentioned a couple of times telling stories through the content, not only in your profiles, business and personal, but also in the content that you publish. Now, one of the big things here that's really important, and this almost becomes a filter for the way that you decide what you're going to publish, is that you're publishing things to make you look current, relevant and informed. It's really important that, that that is the thing that your audience is looking to hear from you. Is your content current? So is it kind of up to date? Is it relevant to solve their needs and to give them a great outcome? And does it make you and your business look well informed? In other words, part of a community, part of an engaged um, interest group or particular topical theme. So you need to be aligning stuff that you're publishing with something that kind of really works for the audience. And if you can give them content, if you can start to put things out there that make them feel and look good if they just happen to then share it with their connections so in other words you're inspiring advocacy then it's a really really positive way of using it because then you're building a community of people who every time you publish something are ready and willing to listen and ready and willing to share what it is you're publishing so it's not just about putting content up there and saying, hey, I've just published some content and then thinking your job in LinkedIn is done. It's about putting content in that tells a story and inspires engagement, so conversation, and it also inspires interactivity, in other words, people sharing. And that's a really important filter to use as you start to make decisions as to what kind of content you'll put in there. And of course, this kind of leads on very, very nicely to being able to use it for lead generation. So if you're in a sales and marketing and business development role, as Tracy's already said, you know, there are lots of opportunities for being proactive here. So you can begin with personal connection follow-ups and you can send the emails that we've talked about. You can go through all that pile of business cards that you've had from the latest event that you attended. Um, you could, in theory, perhaps commission at maybe the next stage um, a lead generation agent. There are lots of agencies who will work with you um, and, and basically do the market research for you. And if you give them a very, very clear brief, having done a little of this yourself, you can potentially then scale up and start to focus very, very clearly on particular locations, particular market sectors, particular job titles, and even down to the point of a particular individual. If you're in a business to business environment, you can use LinkedIn to focus in, and I like to call it sort of laser focus, focus in right down to a particular individual in a particular business performing a particular function. So when we talk about lead generation in, in LinkedIn, it's not about doing big television campaigns or big radio campaigns where you're spending millions of dollars to you know, broadcast far and wide. LinkedIn is all about being really specific and starting with personal connection. So think about if you're looking to spend any money in LinkedIn, of course, you can advertise, you can promote your content, but think about spending very, very small budgets, maybe only a few dollars to attract a particular person 
or particular people in a particular industry that you're looking to target and then focus on seeing what happens with that advert focus on seeing what happens with that type of content because the more you can learn very very slowly and surely what's working the more then you can start to scale at quality rather than just quantity now all of this kind of ties up really nice yes sorry so could I just jump in on that on that last slide um, I just wanted to share something personally that I use LinkedIn quite a lot uh, to generate leads and I've had some excellent clients from LinkedIn excellent if I'm going um, say to Dubai for the week and I'm going to be making some meetings I'll fill my meeting calendar obviously with existing clients first but if I've got some slots free that I'd like to fill my my first go-to then is LinkedIn and I do the top one at the moment which is um, begin by personally connecting to people, as I said before, who I think are um, relevant to what I'm trying to sell. And then I will send them an email. I just wanted to let you know, though, how, how laborious this can be. Um, I can literally send out probably 100 requests to connect. Out of those 100 requests to connect, I maybe 15 to 20 will say yes. And that's on a good day. And then I will then send an in-mail to those 15 to 20 people. And I might get one, maybe two meetings, if I'm lucky. So that is the level of commitment it takes, which is why I know we've got a question in the question and answer box about using a lead gener about using an external agency. And we'll talk about that at the end on the question and answers. But there could be a case for if you are using it for lead generation to weigh up the benefits of using an external agency rather than doing it yourself. So it is about choice and it is about taking the time. And I think that's a really, really key thing, which I think has been a bit of a theme as we've been uh, talking our way through this. But what I would say from personal experience and from working with a, a whole host of different clients in different sectors is that there is a huge, huge upside here in the long term. So the short term, that lead generation, that kind of tactical business survival that a, a lot of us obviously are facing right now is obviously of paramount importance in the short term. But if you're looking to become influential, build really, really strong long-term connections, LinkedIn is the business platform for you. I, I like to kind of define this as being almost a goal and an objective of you being a micro-influencer within the community or communities that you're looking to influence. So what do I mean by this? Well, influencers, when we think of influencers, we often think of the celebrity influencers, the Kardashians of this world. But actually within your business-to-business -business environment, you can be very, very influential by telling consistent stories, by being current, relevant and informed, and actually positioning yourself at the centre of particular topics topics or themes. So one of the things I'd like you to think about is, um, as we sort of exit this, um, this webinar and you're starting to work on your LinkedIn profile, is think if I was the micro-influencer in the community in which I operate, what would be the topics and themes that I'd like to be identified with? So that when people search in LinkedIn for my kinds of services, 
I come up because I've consistently put content in there that adds to that story. So yes, Tracy's absolutely 100% right that this is about commitment, but the long-term benefit that's going to future-proof and make your business really sustainable around particular stories and themes will potentially create a brand that has a, a global footprint if you choose to take it. So it's a really exciting opportunity if you're willing and able to take the time to do that. And the only way really that you're going to be able to, to understand whether or not the topics that you're looking to be influential in is to consistently watch and see what happens. When we looked at the business page a little while ago, Tracy showed us the insights and I showed you the graph, um, which was very, very much in a positive direction uh, by doing daily content and using video. It is all about looking at each and every one of the posts that you do and seeing what happened. Because if you can find the patterns behind when your posts and your um, content works best around the time of day or the day of the week or particular topic or whether video is working better than imagery or whether a particular person on your videos engages your audience more or less, then you start to learn what to do more of. So I always say a really nice balance of using LinkedIn is probably 80% engagement and publishing and thinking about your story and 20% is watching what happened as a result of it. So that's always a nice balance. So 80% is talking and 20% is listening. So take the time out and it will be so worth your while by doing that because it allows you then to consistently learn and it will allow you to strike a, a really strong balance around the kinds of content going forward because what we're looking for here is what we term continuous improvement and I've got a lovely little tool which I would actively encourage you to use I've told literally thousands of people um, about the LinkedIn rule of thirds um, over the years I've written a book on it I've done videos here there and everywhere and so far not a single person has ever come back and said it didn't work for them in their business in their sector so if you can break this and if it doesn't you please let me know because I'd love an example where I can say do you know in this sector it didn't work but for everybody else it did so far every single person who's used this has found that it works so the LinkedIn rule of thirds is that one third of the content that you publish should be personal in other words getting to know you okay one third is pointing so that's signposting to other people's content around the topics that you're going to be this micro influencer for the topics that you know will add to your brand story and one third you're allowed to promote okay so it's personal point promote one third personal getting to know you one third point signposting to other interesting content and one third you're allowed to promote if you balance it that way and it should just simply work if you can repeat on that on a regular basis you don't have to become obsessive with it so it doesn't have to be oh i've just done a personal and a point therefore i have to do a promote next it's about balance so if you were to look back over your last 12 posts roughly four of those should be personal, roughly four should be point, and roughly four should be promote. So those are the things that we're recommending that you do. Those are the things that we say will 
power and empower your LinkedIn profile and really start to move it forward. So making LinkedIn part of your everyday is really, really important to, to get the momentum building here. Do use that featured section. It's a really, really key way of getting your message across every time somebody visits your personal profile and making sure that aligns with the content story that you've talked about. Use video content wherever you can. It is something that's very accessible to all of us now. And when you look down your LinkedIn homepage, you'll see on the timeline, a lot of people are now using it. So it's almost expected. Certainly decide on your connection strategy and play around with it. What's working for you today might not work differently for you tomorrow. So just kind of play with that and see um, what's working best for you. Use location to add context to your story. So if you're targeting a particular location, talk about that location and making sure that all the time you're being current, relevant and informed. So use those three words as a little filter for every time you're thinking, shall I press the publish button? If you go through that and think, does it make me look current? Is it relevant? Will my customers see me as informed? Then it's good to press and good to go. As Tracy said, you know, engage and, and ask to generate those leads and those recommendations. It is about a community. It is about linking you in with the community. That's where LinkedIn came from as a name. And if you do link in, you stand a really strong chance of building that micro-influencer position in your community. So start with your strategy and your goals. Think about what it is you're trying to achieve before you jump straight in. Take a little bit of time and then learn from every single login and every single post what happened, what didn't happen. Scale up, do more of what, of what works, and maybe the refine will stop doing what isn't working. And by balancing it, using the rule of thirds, you stand a really, really good opportunity opportunity of doing things in a much more proactive, much more measurable, much more exciting way. So now we're going to ask the same question before we go to into the Q&A and kind of wrap this up. But we're going to ask the same question that we asked before. Has anything changed for you as we've gone through um, this session over the last sort of 40 minutes or so? Um, so, you know, what will you use LinkedIn for? And you can tick all the things that apply. So you should see the um, little poll on the screen here. And we'll look and we'll see whether or not it's the same things or whether or not we're going to see a slightly different uh, perspective from the audience based on some of these top tips. So we're seeing some of the votes come in. If you haven't uh, yet voted, uh, feel free to tick on anything that you feel from searching for jobs, recruiting, keeping up with the news, which I think is always going to be a popular one, uh, marketing and promotion, maybe some lead generation, monitoring your staff. Um, fortunately, we don't seem to have anybody who says, well, I'm not going to use LinkedIn after this. So that's a good positive one. So hopefully some of you are going to be using it. So we're seeing a really interesting balance. It's looking a little different to the previous uh, poll. We're still seeing um, some stuff going on here. Um, again, the keeping up with the news is looking really quite interesting. I'm going to share the results with you now. Um, and you will see that um, still keeping up with the news. So there is the big reason why you want to be promoting and putting the right kind of content to tie in with the community that you're looking to engage with because they are looking to read news and the kind of content you could publish. But look at the really interesting one that's come and risen to the surface, marketing and promotion. So hopefully there are a number of you then have identified the fact that if you can balance the content in the right kind of way, you can generate sales leads, but you can also consistently build your brand. So the number two thing now is marketing and promotion. So rule of thirds, I 
totally um, encourage you to be using the rule of thirds if marketing and promotion is now on your radar. So balance that content. You'll get some great leads in, in the near future, but you'll also be future-proofing yourself as a business. Anything you'd like to add in there, Tracy? Any observations from the previous poll? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm pleased to see that some of them have gone up. I know we haven't talked much about, we, we haven't talked about anything to do with the LinkedIn and recruitment function on this webinar because it's a whole different topic together. So I didn't really expect the recruiting or the searching for jobs to have gone up. Um, but I'm really pleased to see that um, the, the sales lead generation and the marketing promotion has gone up. And I'm pleased to say that there isn't anybody who says they won't use LinkedIn. So it's great, it's a great tool. Um, so here's some next steps before we go to questions. If you've not asked any questions and you want to ask some questions, can you get them into the question and answer box now for me and then we'll run through them. But the next steps I'd like you to do is first of all, could you go onto the sales training website please on LinkedIn? Um, and follow us because <laughs> I've run out of invites this month. So if anybody would like to follow us as a company on LinkedIn, I would really like you to do that, please. We will send you some further information out after this webinar. Um, we are running free webinars twice a month and they've been very popular. We've got the next one coming up is the crisis management roadmap. Um, and then I can't remember what the one is after that, but we have them coming up twice a month. So I'll keep you informed on those. And um, obviously when we did our LinkedIn training before, all this happened in the world. We used to sort of grab people together in a classroom. We said we used to say, bring your laptops, open them up, open up your LinkedIn page. And we'd spend all day going through each one of these points and you would be updating your profile and fixing it live whilst we were there. Obviously we can't do that at the moment and it's probably gonna be the end of the year, if not early next year before we're gonna be able to grab everybody into a room and do that. But we are putting some of these online virtually um, so if any of you want to either have some one-to-one -one coaching on how to improve your LinkedIn profile or if any of you from a company would like to set up a 90-minute virtual classroom which is a bit different to this it's not a webinar it's a classroom you know people can do that and we can focus on a particular subject maybe updating your personal profile or using um, the marketing part of it or using the recruitment part of it and we'll get you to open up your laptops and we'll talk you through them there's also lots of free information on our website there's lots of free downloads free manuals free blogs go on there and use the free information and finally if you have any questions at all my email is at the bottom of there you can email me at any time and i will get back to you um, so i'd like to very much thank neil for his time in helping me present this i'd like to thank you all for sticking with it we only had one person who leave and because he had to so that's a that's a, a very good indication it was an interesting subject so thank you so much um, we can open up the chat box now uh, the question and answer box is open we have one question in there from from Rami who unfortunately had to leave but I'm going to answer that question anyway because we're going to send through a copy of this to everybody and he says that are there companies out there that provide a LinkedIn service to assist you in creating a good profile and do you recommend using these companies and if so um, how much is reasonable to pay I personally don't think you need anybody to help you um, do your profile I think it's something that you can do yourself we've given you some free tips today there are companies out there who will charge you to do your profile um, myself and Neil have looked at many of them um, an average price for a good company 
to redo your personal profile for you is around about between a thousand and one thousand five hundred pounds seriously because they'll probably take about a day to do it they'll have some interviews with you they'll write some content they'll produce some videos for you there will be companies out there who say that they'll do it for you for two or three hundred pounds i would argue that realistically you can do everything they're doing and more yourself the only time I would recommend that you use an external agency to help you with LinkedIn is there are some that help with lead generation. And I'll give you an example. I'm thinking of using one shortly um, because I obviously we've moved all our training from classroom to online and virtual. And that's probably going to be the way it's going to be for the rest of this year, realistically. So I've contacted a company that has been highly recommended to us. And I have researched and researched and researched them for about two months. And I will be using them to help me um, make some Zoom meetings um, so I can talk about providing some virtual learning. They're going to be charging me about £1,000 a month. I'm not going to lie to you. And for that, they're going to be sending about 300 in-mails out a day. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, you have to think about that. £1,000 a month is quite a lot to pay. And I've got to actually sit down and think, how many sales do I need to make to get that £1,000 a month back? So I am going, I am, and I, I obviously know the answer to that so I have highlighted that to them and I've said for the month of June I'm going to use and I'm going to see how it goes and that's all I can say to you to do with those agencies you know I'll happily share with you how good I think they are at the end of June I can't do that right now but what I would say is if you are using one of those agencies you've got to research them speak to other people who've used them look at their profile look at their recommendations ask how much they use what are you going to get for your price and will how much business do you need to get to make that money back so you really need to think about that um do we have another question there no so that that, that that's the only reason i would recommend using an outside agency i wouldn't personally recommend in paying somebody to do your profile I think you probably as well to have a one-to-one -one coaching session for an hour. You'll learn far more than that than somebody else doing your profile for you. Does anybody else have any questions they would like to ask us before we close off the webinar? The chat room is open and the question and answer box is open. No, we're good. I'm looking at the chat box. We've got a thank you, thank you. Um, just followed your page. Thank you. Thank you very much, Yolanda. Yes, please all follow my page. Great, thank you very much for your time. We're gonna close this off now. Oh, one more question, hang on. I'm not closing it off. Oh, it's just a thank you, it wasn't a question. Okay, thanks so much guys. We're gonna close this off now. We're gonna send you through some more information and you've got all the details if you need to contact us and ask us some any, if you want to ask us any more um, questions. It was a pleasure to host it and we hope to see you again on our next free one. Thanks a lot, have a safe day.